Welcome to Two Therapists Talking. The hope for this podcast is to talk about important issues related to couples and individuals who are struggling in their lives with many different issues. I'm David Thompson, a marriage and family therapist. And I'm Sherry Christensen, marriage and family therapist. Please join us as we explore these issues together, and we hope you will learn and be enlightened along the way. Come find us at twotherapisttalking.com. If you like what you're hearing, please get on and rate us and subscribe to the podcast. Welcome back to Two Therapists Talking. I'm Sherry. And I'm David. And we are finishing up discussing using lie detectors in the disclosure and recovery process. And last time we just really got excited to talk about how important this is and how much it can bring growth to both sides. And we did leave you with a little bit of a cliffhanger as we talked about the importance of the, di- the disclosure process and the lie detector process for the spouse, the betrayed spouse, and this rebuilding trust and having this foundation. But of course, David didn't really get to tell us um, last time about what the big number one for him is, which I love as well. I see this as a both and, and so it is. I love this, this concept and how he describes this. Yeah, and I didn't mean for it to be like that, but um, it kept you, it kept you coming back. You were just waiting, right, for this episode yes. so you could hear David's number one. <laughs> <laughs> the idea coming into a lie detector is often that the guy comes in, let's say, and I say, "Why do you want to do this?" Well, my wife needs it. Why mm-hmm. does your wife need it? To trust me. Oh, why doesn't she trust you? Well, I haven't been trustworthy, right? And they mm-hmm. absolutely most of the time accept that I have minimized and I have hid and I have, I always thought that I was doing better than I was. I always wanted to be doing better than I was. And so Mm -hmm. I believed it. And so I just didn't share very much. So, so why are we doing the slide detector? Because she wants it so that she can trust me. Well, there's a better reason than that. This is the both and because that's really important that we reestablish trust. It really, really is. Mm -hmm. However, the number one reason to do the lie detector is to commit to complete honesty. It begins Mm -hmm. this commitment process to complete honesty because for these guys or whoever is in addiction, you have to be completely honest. There is no other way to heal. There is no other way to go through this. And that is a really hard, scary thing. So we're going to help you out. And it's not the help you like. It is, though, the help you need. I don't think it's what you want, but it is what you need. And by doing well, the I lie mean, detector... And let's talk about that for a minute, too, right? The the addict part of you is not going to want that. Right? Parts. Let's talk about parts. Yes. I love parts let's, language. Let's do that because I think there is for sure a part. And unless you have a, a you know fully diagnosed personality disorder... There is a part of you that wants to be seen, that right. wants to be loved completely, that, w- yeah. that wants to also be honest. Uh-huh. For sure. And I think that's that's a critical distinction because I think it can be easy to sort of step in like, well, I don't really want to do this or we understand you don't want to do this, but but really 
there are there everyone has different parts of them right and that's important that's important so we are helping that part of you that wants to be honest right that wants to have that integrity and that wants to be be able to share your full self and still be loved definitely I love the concept of parts because mm-hmm. it makes sense. Yes. And it can be explained as simply as when you are looking for a place to eat. Well, part of me wants a hamburger. Part of me wants a burrito. Like we just are, <laughs> we're complicated we like that. We do that all the time. We do that right? all the time. And it comes from Dick Schwartz, IFS yes. or Internal yes. Family yes. Systems. He talks parts and it's just a beautiful concept. I love it. it yeah. It just feels very natural. So Mm -hmm. there are parts of you that know you need to be honest. And look, that's part of your moral system that you have uh, talked about, believed, been a part of your entire life. Right. Is being honest and and doing these kinds of things. And so you definitely have those parts that want that. You just also have other parts that are terrified of it. Because again, if I share everything, I will be rejected. It's Mm -hmm. convinced. These parts are convinced that... You of yourself, separate from what you've done or what you think about or what's happened to you, can't be worth it enough for someone to want mm-hmm. to be in your life. Yes. Which is heartbreaking. It is. It's, it, it is. It's very heartbreaking. It's just not true. And that's why we're having you do the affirmations, right? right? Every day. Dailies, yep. And to see that you are absolutely worth being loved you are you always have been Mm -hmm. we just have these parts trying to protect us that begin to convince us otherwise and we've Mm -hmm. we've and that makes sense it does make sense usually we've had experiences throughout our lives that that tell us that if we are that way if we are fully open and honest and all of that you know there somebody somewhere has rejected us in that space right so it makes sense that We've got these parts that are trying desperately to protect us, especially in those closest relationships that we have. Right. Which leads into, you know, another really important part of sort of kickstarting the process to complete honesty. I mean, everyone who comes in that does this has already wanted to be completely honest, but it hasn't happened yet Mm -hmm. because they're too afraid of the information. So this will significantly, from my experience, doing a lie detector test will significantly shorten the time frame of the recovery process. Yes. If you can get honest in the next week or two. Right. Instead of in the next three or four years. Yes. Um, that's going to make a difference. An enormous difference. And a lot of times that you know, fear process or, oh, you know, I want to jump into recovery of a lot of clients are like, let's just, you know, let's just get this over. Like, I just want to be done. And, and that's what I say. I'm like, this is the fastest way. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. It really, really is. Because there's been a level likely of manipulating and game playing. Mm-hmm. Because if they don't know, and you know, they don't know. You how have to do life differently. How? <laughs> How tempting is it to just not share? Yes. Because you know they don't really have, short of God himself, like revealing this to that person. Yeah. You know they don't really have a way of knowing for sure. And Mm -hmm. so as long as you just monitor what you're telling them, you are in complete control of the information. Yeah. 
And look at how that keeps you down. Look at how that keeps you yeah. from being honest like you need to heal. And it's like too the relationship tempting. from being able to progress at right. all. Because right. there isn't a full understanding of what's happening. Like someone is on top controlling everything. So this is... It's, it's almost like removing a stumbling block in front of you. This option of lying has been a tremendous stumbling block, and we want mm-hmm. to remove that. Yeah. And it's painful because it's it can almost feel forced. You're taking a test, but we need third-party verification that you, you are being honest. Both of you need this. Again, that that is why this speeds the process up so fast is because it starts this foundation of trust for the spouse like so much faster because they... There has been that third-party verification. And then it helps the addict be honest so much faster because there's the third-party verification. And so it's just, it's such a helpful, useful way to move forward. It's kind of like more painful, but it saves so much time. And Mm -hmm. most people are going to prefer a process like that. Yes. Rip the Band-Aid off. Rip the Band-Aid off. Let's just get this over with Mm -hmm. versus just a little bit by little bit. So for that, it's been really, really helpful. Um, it shortens the time frame, and important to note also, we do want to have another lie detector test in six, eight months. Um, and it won't cover the entire history like before that's done. Right. right. If you pass, but it will cover the time (laughs) after that. If you don't pass, we slow down and, and we work on it and figure it out. But if you do pass, we want you to know and your spouse to know that mm-hmm. we're doing this again. And that will keep you honest because a lot of spouses As say, well, okay, maybe he passes. Right. Now he's told me everything, but, but you know. He's going to go back to hiding because it's done. It's over. He doesn't have to be, have to, have to be yes. honest again. But we've got all these other things we're doing. We're doing those trust discussions will be happening, you know, all of this. And so we're developing these new patterns and habits over time. And so what we want is to say, okay, you can trust this process, this, mm-hmm. these patterns, you're developing them. It's helping you stay honest for this longer period of time, which gets you better in the habit. And just right even before we started recording this session, we were talking about how like, oh man, you get in those bad habits of not doing your dailies or not doing different things in your life. And And it's hard to climb back out of that, right? Mm -hmm. And this is a years-long process, right, that has been happening. And so we're starting these new habits and patterns, and it just helps you to stay on that track when it's hard. Right, exactly. And look, in those moments of, oh, I do want to be honest, taking a lie detector pass, she knows everything, everything, or he knows everything, the moments are going to come back where you're tempted, you're triggered, there's cravings, there's urgings. And just a the habitual pattern. Habitual pattern. It's mm-hmm. it's how it's been for so long. And the thought will come back, but it's not the doing it that hurts them. It's the telling them. So if you do it, but just don't tell them, you're going to be okay. It's fine. Oh, wait, shoot. I'm taking a maintenance exam. And that maintenance exam is going to ask me for any unreported pornography or masturbation or communication or flirting or whatever. So no, either I'm not going to do it or I'm going to be honest about doing it because we don't Mm -hmm. expect this to somehow flip a switch of you're going to be perfectly sober the rest of your life. That's unrealistic. 
yes. uh, short term. You have to, yes, you have to develop the actual patterns and the habits and the your lifestyle and your changes. Yes, has to change. Mm-hmm. But I promise you, it will be helpful to know this thing is still there, and there's going to be continued third party verification that what I'm saying is true and honest, and that will be helpful to you. So mm-hmm. know that that's a part of the process. Um, that I can help have this go better. Clients also feel just this tremendous sense of relief when they have done that hard thing. When they've gone, you know, I was going to take this to my grave and they have actually become completely honest. There's a tremendous sense of relief mm-hmm. and just, I don't know, peace or serenity yeah. that just comes like... Very freeing. Because... This is me. I have actually shared all of me. I'm actually 100% honest. And that's a really beautiful feeling, especially when it's been decades and decades. You know, when there's stuff that you have not shared with a soul since you were young. Yeah. And and you see how this ties into a 12-step type process where there's going to be amends and letters and there mm-hmm. are people involved likely in your past sexually that mm-hmm. there needs to be healing and recovery around. Yeah. And if you've never shared it or nobody knows, that makes it mm-hmm. really hard to move past it. Yeah. So this is really getting in there and cleaning out this wound that has been festering and pussing mm-hmm. and we've been trying to keep it under wraps and covered and, and all of that. And, but can you imagine the relief that comes as that all gets cleared out and it doesn't mean it's not hard, right? but it's, it's beautiful. It is. And as Sherry said that I was thinking about how you, you grow used to the dull pain of the infection not yeah. believing you can actually get rid of it or clear it out. Mm-hmm. And what a beautiful thing when you can actually get rid of it. Yeah. I've, I've heard heal. it described as a, as like living with a low grade flu. Yeah. You just kind of are living with it all the time. Yeah. Yep. I like that. And you, there's so much more that can happen and more peace and happiness and connectedness and all of that. It, it's, it does so many things and just the history also breaking through denial about how much of a problem this is. I have a lot of people who will go through their history and as they're looking at it, they go, holy cow, no wonder. No yes. wonder I am where I am. No no wonder I'm making the decisions I am. No wonder mm-hmm. I'm lusting as much as I am. When they mm-hmm. look at their history all the way through and we go through it together, it's like surprising to them. They're learning something about themselves. Yes. All good things. Yes. And of course, the spouse now has the important information they need to make decisions about their future, mm-hmm. which again, we ask them to take some time making those decisions. Right. But now they have the information and, you know, the people in addiction owe that to their partner. Yes. To actually now make decisions based on knowing everything instead yeah. of just half truths. To be able to be honest. Otherwise, you're holding someone hostage in a relationship, really. Which is manipulating them. Yeah. Yeah. And that's never going to end in a happy, healthy relationship. Right. So so they get the opportunity to have the information. And then they get the opportunity to take the time that they mm -hmm. need. 
to decide and work through and come back to therapy and, you know, think about that. And they're owed that as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a neat thing to watch. And it can be tricky. It can be hard to say like, Oh, I feel like I'm, I'm going to share all this stuff and then I don't know what's going to happen. It is going to happen for this many months. It could be, you know, and, and that is, it's really scary. And it's part of a process of making amends. Yes. That they haven't had the information for years, some often decades. Yes. It's okay for it to take a little time. Yeah. And again, going back to parts, there are those parts of you that really want this for your partner. They have not been okay with the partner not having everything. Mm -hmm. Um, And so those parts... Uh, are going to be validated and you're going to be able to share things and you'll feel really good about that. Both scared, anxious, nervous, afraid, Mm -hmm. and relieved, Mm -hmm. um, freed. And so this is a good thing. Yeah. And, you know, something else that I like to talk about that this process helps, there's no way to heal really that I've learned, and correct me if I'm wrong, (laughs) Send me a note, but suffering is a part of the healing process. And the person who's been betraying their partner has to suffer. And this isn't a suffering like we're forcing it on them. This is a suffering like in order for me to really understand the pain that my decisions have caused, I need to suffer. That's the understanding. That's how I'm going to be able to have empathy for them and accept what's happened. And it's kind of a weird thing because it almost feels sometimes like the partner is trying to punish you. And I almost wonder if it's a subconscious need for their body to see you suffer in order for you to be safe again. Yeah. And that that's not the intent though, right? Because it's as soon not as the we intent. move into the intent of punishment or trying to get you to suffer, then then that's not healthy or no. or useful in any in any way but just generally across the board suffering helps us to properly heal right just like with that wound you have to clean it out it is not fun it sometimes is much easier to just ignore that it's there and cleaning it out and scraping out things that are are rotting and whatever is not a pleasant experience. It's painful and yet that is what gives your body the ability to heal. Right. Um, so if you have an idea that we're going to do a recovery process that's going to be pain-free. <laughs> pain-free without suffering, just accept yeah. right now consent to receive that this will hurt. And it's okay that it hurts. It's yes. not bad that it hurts. Hurting it's what bad. you do with it. Mm-hmm. And so it's let's find purpose in it. And that's how this will start to turn around. Mm-hmm. Because post-disclosure, it's a lot of empathy. Yeah. So this process of suffering and finding meaning in the suffering is what will help facilitate healing and mm-hmm. rebuilding trust. Yeah. And one thing that I really love also, I mean, there's so much here that we could talk about, but one thing I really love also is 
the person in addiction who shared all this terrible information um, isn't rejected. And it starts to challenge this this narrative that mm-hmm. we've had that if you know everything about me, there's no possible way you would want me anymore. Yeah. And in my experience, the vast majority of couples who go through infidelity um, genuinely try to work it out. Mm-hmm. And the spouse doesn't say, oh, because this has happened, just that's it, I'm out. Like the person who was unfaithful feels they might, they actually are willing to hang in there and make it work and figure it out. And so instead of being rejected, there's actually acceptance. And so your self-esteem will increase as you share everything. And they say, well, this is really hard. Um, I want to help you to figure this out and to heal. But you're not what you did. You're not what you did. But I'm in a lot of pain because you are not who I thought you were. But I'm not rejecting you outright. We're going to try to make this work. And that's good. Yeah. Sharing all your information, you You were were convinced. Yeah. You were not doing what I thought you were doing. I was convinced you would not want to be with me anymore. Mm -hmm. That's the rejection that I feared. And you still want to be with me. Mm -hmm. And you need that increase in self-worth. Yeah. And again, that, that complete honesty is at least in my experience that I've seen is that is what is propelling this forward because they see the, the you underneath the doing that gets clouded. Right. And if you are willing to share that and be that open and honest, then that, that pulls people toward you. Right. When you're that authentic it's, it's relatable because we all have our stuff that we think makes us unlovable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So before we finish this up, I think just hitting a couple of, of bullet points almost and kind of talking about what this process looks like. So you spend a, a week or two up to however long that takes to get that sexual history done. You go over it with your therapist you do a lie detector test and then you would do the disclosure um, as soon as possible after that, within a couple of days. You don't want that hanging over everything. No, especially, yeah. The spouse has been waiting a long time and Mm -hmm. if the information's out and you have been honest, they need to get the information. Let's get it to them. So, and that's usually a couple hour process, uh-huh. right? And then you sit down where you sit down with the therapist and you kind of go through that. You can take breaks during that. You can, um, you know, if, if one of you needs just to breathe for a minute, that's totally acceptable. You want to get through all of that information, answer questions and whatnot. And then you have that previously set up space, right? Right. Where the betrayed partner is taking care of kids is doing all of that. And that, um, I'm sorry, not the betrayed partner, the betrayer. And then the betrayed partner has that option opportunity to have some space to be able to breathe, kind of think, kind of process things because that's, that's a lot. Yes. 
And it doesn't mean they're checking out of the relationship. It doesn't mean they're taking off and this is over, whatever. We've got this 60, 90 days of, of settling and feeling things out. And that's a perfect time for the individual who has done the betraying to really be demonstrating through their actions, through their attitude, all of that, the shift that they are working toward and the, the choices that they have decided the the person that they have decided that they want to be from this point forward. And we know we have that lie detect, um, again in six to eight months, which is a great motivation. It's those, you know, something to help you continue to move forward, uh, as you're working together, um, on that process. Yes. Is there anything else that we're missing with that? I want to make sure we just kind of hit all of those pieces. Yeah. I mean, we've oversimplified it for sure. Um, helpful to be working with a therapist through this whole thing. And sometimes that disclosure is your partner has their therapist. They're working through this with, I have mine and the disclosure is all four of us. Mm -hmm. And so everybody has representation and, and everybody's, and that can actually be really helpful. In my experience, sometimes Mm -hmm. the wife and her therapist will go take a break to process and I will stay in here with the addict. And then after a few minutes, we come back together and we continue. And that can be really helpful. So Yeah, I can see that as being great. I've never done it that way. The more preparation, the more you plan this thing. Um, the better the outcome can be. But Absolutely. overall, knowing everything, having all the information, having a way to verify it and confirm is a game changer in yeah. my experience. For both it sides. will shorten the process significantly. Mm-hmm. And look, for, for the people out there that are in addiction that have been hiding and minimizing, you know you don't like that. You right. just feel like you have to. Mm-hmm. And if this... <laughs> kickstarts things and almost forces you to start moving, you'll be glad you did. And yeah, that's a beginning more than anything anyway. Really now that the disclosure started. is done, mm-hmm. now it's a beginning of a rebuild. That's not mm-hmm. the end of the process. Yeah. So yes, that's really important to note. That is you've, you've now started the process of healing and recovery. This isn't like, well, we've done it and we've done it I've said all the things. And so we don't need therapy anymore and, and we're good. Yep. I've, I've said everything that I've done. And no, this is the beginning. I'm glad that you pointed that out. Well, hopefully that was helpful yeah. in understanding that process. Again, if you have questions about this or any part of anything we've talked about, feel free to reach out. Send us an email. Which, by the way, right on the website, twotherapiststalking.com, mm-hmm. is a form that you can submit and communicate with us, provide feedback, um, which has been helpful. And so yeah. feel free to use that. Absolutely do that. And there's, if you're looking at scheduling a, a lie detector, where do I go to do that? If you're in the Utah area, uh, David's website for that. DisclosureUtah.com. Yeah. And that gives you information, kind of what we've covered, mm-hmm. and some handouts and things. So that may be helpful for you as well. Mm-hmm. Honestly, you know, wherever you're located, there's likely someone that does polygraphs or mm-hmm. lie detector tests, and you'll want to talk to them. Sometimes they won't do that 
unless you're in therapy. So be aware which of I that. I highly recommend. Which, yeah, I think I mean, is a great I, idea. It's, it's really smart. Right. Because couples want to do this with no help. And then the polygraph examiner or whoever's doing the test says, well, you know, this could actually make things not so great unless you two have the help you need and have a process you're yeah. going through. So, mm-hmm. but if you have any questions whatsoever, reach out to us either through the website, mm-hmm. Two Therapists Talking, if it's about lie detector tests specifically, disclosureutah.com can be a helpful yeah. resource. Yeah. But I hope this was helpful. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Two Therapists Talking. We look forward to sharing more conversations with you. Connect with us at twotherapisttalking.com or email podcast at twotherapisttalking.com. If you like what you're hearing, please get on and rate us and subscribe to the podcast.